Father in heaven, we just want to thank you, Father, for all your goodness and your mercy that we enjoy every day. This evening, O oh Lord, we believe, O oh Lord, that you have given this opportunity to, opportunity to all of us to come here together in this way, uh, joining ourselves through Zoom, Father, to listen to your voice. Father, we are all your children. Father, you not only created us, you gave us new birth. Behold, what manner of love the Lord has shed abroad upon our lives that we should be called the children of God. All of us, your children, and we want to learn from you. There is only one teacher. He is the Holy Spirit. And therefore, this evening, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to every one of us. Speak to our hearts. Teach us your ways. Show us your paths. Anoint even the speaking and the hearing of today's word, that we will be able to understand your ways, that our eyes will be opened, our ears will be opened. We'll be able to see wondrous things from your word and be able to walk in your ways. Bless us, O Lord, this evening and uh, speak to us. Come at this time into your hands. Come at the entire transmission into your hands. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over all the gadgets, O Lord. Speak to us. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. So, uh, titled uh, today's teaching us, uh, Remember Your Creator. Remember Your Creator is what I'm um, calling today's teaching. And uh, God willing, next week I'll be talking about um, meeting your maker. Uh, we'll talk about the first thing, the brevity of life. Okay. Life is too short. Okay, when we comp- compare ourselves to eternity, life is very, very, very short. Look at what Moses has to say in Psalm 90. One of my favorite Psalms, I, some, every, I mean, I visit this Psalm very often. It says in Psalm 90 verses 3 onwards, you turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday, when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. So, 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 so Moses is saying, you know what? Life is very, very short. Now, we are all young. Uh, you, not we. I'm, I'm, I'm now into, the, into my 40s. Okay, so I've entered into the 40s. So I'm not many as young as you guys. But, you know, when you're young, you have this thing in your mind. You know, God, life is long. Uh, I've got time on my hands. I can do so many things. Yes and no at the same time. No, It's important that, yes, you do the right things. Uh, you use the energies and the resources that God has given us. And uh, so that you don't waste it, you see. Um, and 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 life is actually very short. You know, the the more you grow in your age, you'll realize how fast life gets uh, over. And uh, Moses is saying, you know, it's like a vapor. It's like grass which grows. It's like a watch in the night. And he says, and he and he says, like thousand years is like yesterday. Meaning, thousand years is like. 24 hours, no? So I, I, you know, generally do some calculations, no? Just to, when I look at these verses in the Bible, I try to make some calculations. So I made a few calculations, okay? Let us say 1,000 years, he's like yesterday, meaning 1,000 years is like 24 hours. I mean, sorry? 1,000 years is like 24 hours. Okay, if 1,000 years is like 24 hours, okay, uh, then 70 years is like 1.68 hours. That's about 100.8 minutes, which is approximately 101 minutes. Okay, that is 70 years. That means if you live for 70 years in the light of God's uh, time frame, according to the Bible, if I do some simple linear mapping, uh, it is about 101 minutes. Now, and of, of course, if you are strong enough, Bible says 80 years you will live, right? If it's 80 years, it's about 1.92 hours. It's about 115 minutes. It's less than 120 minutes. It's less than two hours. It's not even like a Hollywood movie. 
Okay. It starts and it's over. <laughs> okay. Now in all these years, so, so many years you, you are, you, you are, uh, you invest in learning. And after, after a particular age, you know, you don't do much. So if you were to look at a productive years of your life, if you will, productive years is approximately 40 years. It's about 55 minutes. Okay. It's just like that. It gets over. Just about, just think about 55 minutes. Okay, now your youth meeting is approximately that much, about an hour. Okay, so 60 minutes is essentially what you live in light of what eternity is. You need to have this kind of perspective. It's very, very short. Okay, very short and it gets over. It's like a watch in the night, it says. It's like a flood which passes by. No, uh, some some time back I was uh, uh, we were driving down from uh, a youth uh, a meeting and pastor my pastor and I we were in the car and uh, you know uh, there was a tsunami in um, in uh, Thailand if I'm right a uh, place in Thailand or Indonesia if I'm right some year, few years back and you know there was a rock band which was playing on the on the beach okay and those those guys were doing all this uh, drumming and everything and they did not know that a tsunami had come and you know there was a quiet before the storm and. These guys were on the stage, on the beach, going crazy. And one guy was going on the road. And before he said, dash, when he did that symbol, you know what happened? The flood came and took, took every, every one of them away. The entire stage crashed right in front of the, of the camera. Just like that. It's over. You see? You see that, no, I mean, we've, we've been here in one and a half years, in the almost close to a year and a half into the lockdown. So many people have lost their lives. Okay, young, old, doesn't matter which age group you belong to, right? Life is short, my dear brothers. So it's very, very short. Life is short, eternity is long. And the best and the most wisest thing that you will do, as uh, Moses himself will say in Psalm 90, he says, For all our days have passed away in your wrath, and we finish our years like a sigh. So teach us, he says, to number our days, so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay, teach us to number our days. And this is a very, very, um, uh, what do you say, sad and a very poignant psalm, right? But you know, if, if you're in the New Testament, your mind has to, has to see on the brighter side. You know what Paul, you know, he always looks at the brighter side. Look at what he says in, um, in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. He says, therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Even though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day, day by day it is being renewed. Okay, so why? While we look at things which are not uh, not seen, but uh, th- things which are unseen, because the things which are seen are temporary, you see, but the things which are eternal, uh, which are unseen are eternal, you see. So very important for us to understand, see, even though outwardly we may be perishing, but there's something called as an inward man. It's called a spiritual man, the one which is born of God. That person has to keep growing stronger and stronger. So this evening, I want to look at, you know, uh, Solomon as to how he describes old age, you know. So you're all youth people, you're young people, and you know, it's very important for young, for people who are young to think about what happens when you become old. What are the faculties which become, you know, very, uh, what do you say, uh, weak when you become old? So this evening, we look at a passage how Solomon describes, uh, what do you, what do you say, his uh, old age in a poetic form. 
and when you look at that uh, description okay and we see some spiritual lessons it's okay everybody will grow old all of us will grow old okay and uh, it's important but even though we grow old in our bodies our inward man should become younger and stronger the spiritual man that guy who's deep down inside who's born of god who's born from above who's born again of the spirit that person has to become strong every day okay so we look at a description of old age you know, it's good for young people to know what they will become you know we see this uh, apps no uh, they show us how when you are 10 years old when you are 11 years old when you are 12 years old and then when you are 35 and 45 and you know they have these apps how your how your face changes how your uh, uh, your hair becomes gray etc so uh, it's good to have a view as to how you will look spiritually, I mean, at least physically, how you will look when you grow old, so that, you know, what happens to your body, even as you grow old, should not happen to your spirit when you become old. Okay, that is what I want to look at this evening. What happens to your body when you grow old? And Solomon describes it in some fantastic poetic language, and we will try to understand about five to six or seven lessons, depending upon the time that we have, to to understand what this means and to learn some very important spiritual truths. So let us read from Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and let's read a few verses first, and then we will uh, go to uh, a few lessons from uh, this passage. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come, and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Okay, while the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain in the day when the keepers of the house tremble <clears throat> and the strong men bow down when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of the bird and all the daughters of music are brought low. Also they are afraid of height and that of the terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and the desire fails. For man goes to visit an alone and the mourners go about the streets. Remember you are created before the silver cord is loosed or the golden ball is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. Then the, then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to, the, return, return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher all is vanity. I mean, very depressing <laughs> verses, <coughs> set of verses. But it is all poetic. So we will try to understand, we'll try to take a few lessons from uh, what Solomon is trying to uh, describe how old age looks like. But we, we may become old in our bodies, but you know what? Our inner man should become strong. You know, the problem is, we should not become weak even in our inner man. The spiritual man should not become weak. He should become strong. In the spirit, we should become strong. So, what, how do we, let us look at the physical picture of the, of the old man and let us try to understand what are the lessons that we will learn from this passage. So Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and let's look at verse 3. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, and the strong men bow down. What is it? What is, what is Solomon trying to describe over here? It says, the keepers of the house are your arms and your hands. What do they do? They begin to tremble. 
So what is God? See, even when you grow old, obviously, you know, your strength becomes very, 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 very weak. Initially, when you go to gym, you are able to do 10 pounds or 12 pounds, etc. And now, after the after you cross 40, when you go to the gym, that fellow, that fellow will say, Sir, what is your age? Uh, age ke Okay, otherwise, uh, I'll not, uh, you'll break your bones and you will not be able to do anything. Okay, so age ke se karo. So, in other words, when you grow old, all your physical arms and your, and your hands will become weak. But you know what? Spiritually, your arms should become strong. So in order for your spiritual arms to be strong, right from the time of your young age, you should practice how to make your spiritual arms strong. And what is, therefore, the first lesson I want to look at today, this morning, this evening is, make your arms strong. You know, become arm strong, in other words. So what does arm strong signify? What is arm strong? What is spiritually arm strong signify? It says in Psalm 144, verse 1, Praise be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. What is this talking about? He's saying, you know what? When you're young, train your spiritual muscles, spiritual muscles, so that you'll be able to war with the enemy, that you'll be able to fight Satan, that you'll be able to fight the world, you'll be able to fight sin in in your life. Okay, You'll be able to fight temptation, rather flee, flee temptation. You'll be able to fight, you'll be, you'll have the strength when you are young, so that, you know what? You're investing in your spiritual, spiritual life when you're young, so that when you grow old, you know what? You'll be strong in your spirit, even though your outward body may be perishing, but deep down inside of your heart, you will have the spiritual strength. I'll give you an example, show you an example. In the Bible, it's, 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 you know, the 600,000 people, men come out of, uh, of, out of Egypt, only two people enter into the promised land. Okay, not even Moses enters into the promised land. Only two of those 600,000 men who come out of Egypt, only two people enter into the promised land. And you know those, the, who, who those two, two are. One is Joshua and the other is Caleb. Look at the testimony of Caleb. Now when he's about 85 years old. Okay, I'm talking about 85 years year old Caleb. Look at his, look at his, his testimony. Just Joshua chapter 14. Verse 10, and now behold, this is uh, uh, Caleb saying, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And as he said, these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke his word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old, 40 years, I told you 40 years. And he says in verse 11, as yet I am as strong as the day, as this, this day, as on the day when Moses sent me, just as my strength was, so now my strength is for war, for both for going out and for coming in. Think about it. What a testimony. This guy is 85 years old. You know why? Simply because when he was young, he said, you know what, Moses, you train me when I'm young so that when I grow old, when I grow old, I have strength in my inner man to fight the battles of God. So that is the reason why don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. There are battles to be fought. There are temptations to be won over. There are physical, physical appetites and youthful lusts as, as, uh, uh, as Paul tells Timothy. There are so many appetites in our body when you grow in your spirit. One of the things that you have to constantly ask God, Lord, strengthen me in my inner man so that be able, I'll be able to overcome every temptation. I'll be able to overcome every sin. I'll be able to fight the flesh. I'll be able to fight the world. I'll be able to fight the enemy. 
You know why? From deep down, from right from childhood, I've learned. Like Daniel. How did he start? He said, you know what? I am not going to defile myself from biryani, with biryani from the king's table. Give me dal and roti. Mm, think about it. He is about 17 years old. How many of us like, <laughs> like to have, like to have dal and roti? You see? Are you able to see me? Yeah. Yeah. So how many of you can enjoy dal and roti? No. So he's, he's able to enjoy dal and roti. He says, that's enough for me. And when he grows old, he's strong in his spirit. He's able to withstand every temptation, every trial that the, that, that the, that the enemy is trying to throw at him, he's able to withstand simply because right from childhood, he learned as to how to discipline himself and as to how to walk with God. His arms were strong. Okay? Understand that. Let's go on. The strong men. Next one. What is strong men? Your legs and your knees and your shoulders, they weak, they become weak when you grow old. No? Legs, you cannot walk for long. Like of course, nowadays I've seen, uh, young people cannot walk for long. I've seen the people who are older, who have had the discipline of walking, they're able to walk several kilometers, but the young people, one kilometer they walk, they'll say, ah, ah, call Uber, call, uh, what is that? Uh, Rapido, etc. There's so many things that, that are there these days. But you know, they don't have the stamina. You see? So, but you know what? This is, this is talking about just physical. But you know what? We, ha- there is a walk in our life. There's a spiritual walk. What we call as walking upright and being blameless before God. So the first spiritual truth is make your arms strong. Second spiritual truth that we need to learn is that walk upright and blameless. Become strong in your walk with the Lord. You know what? Uh, Enoch walked with the Lord. How many years? 300 years he walked with the Lord. 300 years. Okay. Walk. In Genesis chapter 17, this is what uh, God tells uh, Abraham. He says, this is about 99 years old. He's 99 years old now. And he tells, God tells Abraham, Abraham, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. No, there are only two options. Either you are blameless or you are shameless. Okay. So what does blameless means? You know, you make, you can make many mistakes. You can make a, you can commit a lot of, you know, Un, un, in ignorance, you can do some certain sins. But one thing, you know what? Lord, I, whenever I fall, I want to repent. I want to come back to you. Okay. I want to strengthen my walk with you. Okay. I want to walk upright. I want to walk with integrity. I want to walk with honesty. I want to be, I want to be a person who's got his, you know, his spine. What happens when people become old? Their spine bends. Spine bends. Look at what it says in Psalm 15. Okay. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? A man, he who walks uprightly and walks and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. So this is, this is representing the walk. You see, what happens when you are young? He says, Lord, teach me, Lord, to walk upright, walk with integrity, walk with honesty, to do my work with integrity, to the little, little things that I've been entrusted with, with integrity and with honesty. To walk like Daniel who walked. To walk like Joseph when he was young who walked. Upright. He had integrity. Even though nobody was watching him, you know what? He always understood that God was watching him. Okay. Understand this. Okay. But you may fall. But you know what? When you fall, get up and come back to Jesus. Psalm 24 verse 16 it says, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall be, shall fall by calamity. You see? So, 
First thing is he's talking about is talking about making your arms strong. Second thing he's talking about making your walk strong and steady. Okay. So, but even when you fall, recover fast. Okay. But you know when you when you grow old, your recovery becomes very slow. You know, you see, fast recovery. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was Nadal's, I think uh, Rafa Nadal's thirty fifth birthday. Okay, and there was an interview. And the interview was after he won the match. The interviewer saying, "Congratulations, Rafa Nadal. Uh, you have become 35 years." And he immediately says, "No, no, no, no. Don't congratulate me. I'm becoming old." And he says, "You know what? Why is why people are afraid of old age? Because you know, when you're young, you can recover very fast. And when you do certain things physically, you go to the gym. When you're young, one one night you sleep. Next day you can be back to the back to the gym. But you know, if you are old like me, uh, you go to the gym. One day you work. You have to recover. It takes recovery takes two days." Okay, when you're, you'll be, you'll be bent like this, or your shoulder is caught, you'll walk like this. You know why? Simply because when you grow old, your recovery takes time. Okay, your recovery takes time. Okay, so make mistakes when you're young and recover fast. Okay, fast recovery is only possible when you're young. A righteous man may fall seven times, but you know, when he walks, when he get, he gets up and immediately walks, just like, like David, no, David, he goofed up. Several times, he messed up several times, but every time he fell, he came back, he came back to God. So when he was old, he still had a strong relationship with God. And it says, Bible says, David fulfilled all the will of God and he fulfilled God's purpose in his generation before he died. You see? So fast recovery is possible. Okay. So first thing he's talking about is make your arm strong. Second thing, make your walk steady. Otherwise, you know what will happen? You'll become like Saul. And Saul in his life, you know what happens? He, God keeps on giving him chances after chances after he makes mistakes and mistakes and mistakes and mistakes. But one day, the end of his life, he's fighting the Philistines. Now he's scared. He's scared. And you know what happens in 1 Samuel chapter 28? This is what happens to Samuel. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid. And his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him. Either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. And you know what? Did he have patience? No, he had no patience. Immediately he said, you know what? Okay, God is not speaking to me. Let me go and inquire of the of a witch. Immediately he goes to the witch. He's no patience. He has no history of recovery with God. Whenever he made mistakes, he never recovered. And what happens? One day he will fall and he will never recover. Never recover. Then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who is a medium. A witch. He goes to the devil to inquire. Can you imagine one man who was who started off so well when he was young, at the end of his life, he has to go to the devil and inquire of the devil. You know why? He never recovered. After this, no recovery for Saul anymore. And you know what happens? In uh, verse 20, immediately when he gets this uh, judgment, I mean, God speaks judgment over his life, Saul immediately fell full length on the ground. He fell. Absolutely. No, no more recovery now. On his face. He cannot walk anymore with God. He's come to a point in his life where there is no recovery possible anymore. My dear brothers and sisters, very, very important for us to make our arms strong spiritually when you are young. Make our feet steady. Walk with God upright and blameless when we are, when we are young. Otherwise, one day we'll become like Saul and we will fall flat. And it, you know what it says? David, David weeps over Saul and, he, and Jonathan and he says, you know what? Oh, how the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. They were all mighty men and they have fallen. You know why? Right, right from the childhood, they never recovered from the mistakes that they have made. 
So there are certain times in our lives we make mistakes and God keeps correcting us and he asks us to come back and back. But you know what? We neglect and neglect and neglect. You know what happens? One day, we cannot recover anymore. Our strength will fail and we will be bent down, fallen flat on our face. Never recover. So when you're young, have a history of recovery with God. Go back to God when we make mistakes. Go back to God when we fall into sin. Go back to God. Run to God. And make your spiritual life strong. Okay. Next lesson. Third lesson. When the grinders sees. Grinders and no teeth. Grinders and teeth and matter. Okay. Okay. When you grow old, what happens to your teeth? You don't have teeth. You have false teeth. That means you will, you, you will not be, you know, you will say, give me kebab without haddi. But haddi ke binar, kebab nahi banta. That people don't know. You see, you, see, you didn't have, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? Spiritually, it means that you have to begin to chew the word of God. Chew the word. Chew on the word. Otherwise, grinders means your teeth. You know, molars. You know, no no more grinders. When you grow old, you can't eat. The food has to be like, you know what, semi-solid. You're almost like child now. You cannot eat solid food. You only can drink milk or semi-solid food or like liquid food. You don't have the ability to chew. And therefore, he says, when you are young, what should you do? Begin to chew on the word. Begin to learn the word of God when you're young. No, nobody, see, God is not a respecter of persons. You know what? Samuel was about, what, six or seven years old when he heard from God. Right from young age, he learned what it, what it is to understand the ways of God. Okay. So Psalm 1 will say, you know what it says in Psalm 1? Blessed is a man who does, does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate. You know, the word for meditation means, you know what it means? It's like a lion who's chewing on its meat. Have you seen the teeth of a lion? Just one bite, it can chew it and nicely eat, uh, make that meat and make it nicely uh, paste and swallow it. It has the ability to digest. It, it's got the ability to do, chew the food. It's got the ability to digest the food. But what happens when you grow old? Your grinders are gone. Your grinders may go physically, but spiritually your grinders should never go. Grow. Uh, go. You have to have the ability to chew on the, on the, on the meat of the word of God. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5 will say, for when, for, for, by this time you ought to be teachers, but you need somebody to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. You only need milk. You don't, you can't eat meat, it says in verse 12. You can't eat meat. Why? You're still a small baby. You know, you got, uh, they, 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 a lot of people call uh, old age as second child childhood. What is second childhood? Uh, when you were young, you didn't have teeth. When you grow old also, you will not have teeth. Of course, that is physically, it will happen. It is bound to happen because body is deteriorating. But spiritually, your mind is a sharp. Are you able to chew the word of God? Eat the word of God. You know, we, uh, we used to sing that, we used to sing that song, no? Uh, milk, drink the milk, eat the word and grow strong. Used, every Sunday school has a, has that, uh, has that, uh, song. Drink the milk, eat the word. But you should eat it. For eating, you have to have a grinder. Not mixy. Okay, a lot of people, uh, in average, sometimes in churches, you no know, pastors have to take the food and put it in a mixy nicely and eat, eat, give it to the congregation because congregation doesn't have the, have the grinders. <laughs> the grinders are gone. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Do we, we need to have grinders. 
Okay, spiritual grinder should be there. We should have the ability to chew the meat of the word of God and grind it and eat it and digest it. The grinders will go one day. This should not, this grinder may go. Oh, you know, when you grow and you eat a lot of sweet, you know what happens? All kind of, you know, you have, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, decay t- teeth, etc. Your teeth decay, but, but your spiritual teeth should never decay. You should still be, have the ability to spend time in the word of God. You know where it, where it starts? It starts when you're young. When you're young. You know, if you, yeah, I, I remember uh, my, my growing up days. Uh, when I, 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 I got saved when I was, I was 18 years old in a youth camp, just like, uh, in a youth meeting like this, no? And after I got saved, I spent several years not reading the word of God. I never spent time with God. Okay, 18 years. And then about, when I was about 25 years old, 25, 26 years old, I was going through a, a very, a very big crisis in my life. And you know what I did during the time of crisis? I shut down everything in my life. I took the Bible and about four months right from Genesis to Revelations kept on reading and reading and reading and reading. You know, that is a, that is a discipline that I incurred during those days. And that has actually, you know, uh, stood well with me during my time, during all these days of my life in my, in my journey with God. When you're young, when you're young, that's the reason why uh, God tells Jeremiah, don't, don't say that you're young. Oh Lord, I'm young. What will happen to me? I cannot, I cannot speak. You know what God says? I will put my words in your mouth. You eat it. He tells Ezekiel, when I give the words in your mouth, eat it, chew it, digest it. But the problem is, many people have lost their grinders. <laughs> See, you need grinders. When you're young, ensure that your grinders become Become strong. Not, I'm not talking about physical grinders. I'm talking about spiritual grinders. Eat the word of God. Strengthen yourself spiritually. Let's go to the next one. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And those that look through the windows. This is chapter 12 and verse 3 and 4. When the grinders cease because they are few. And those that look through the windows grow dim. And when the doors are shut in the streets. And the sound of grinding is low. You know what has happened? What is this talking about? He's talking about your vision. When you grow old, your vision will fail. No, I'm, I'm now have to use glasses if my, if my uh, font is very small because I've lost 40 now. I have to have glasses. Okay. Because my vision is getting, uh, very weak. And uh, my wife, uh, God bless her soul. She's got both, uh, myopia and, uh, other vision also. Reading, reading, she has, she needs both now. She needs bifocal. We are growing old. <laughs> Our vision is getting deeper. Our vision is going uh, weaker. But you know something? Your vision can grow deeper. But you know something? Your spiritual vision should grow, should grow sharper. You see, what has happened here? The voice of the grinding has become low. What does it mean? What does voice of grinding low mean? When somebody tells you some real solid spiritual stuff, you are not able to listen to it. Because you do not ever practice growing in the word of God. You see? So what has happened? Your windows, that means your spiritual eyes are growing dim. Your doors are getting shut. <laughs> That's the reason why he says that the, the, the lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body is the eye. And if the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? It's your spiritual vision. That should never grow old. That should become sharper. Therefore, what should we ask? We should ask God, Lord, increase my spiritual sensitivity. Make my spiritual senses sharp. 
Two examples in the Bible I'll give you. They were growing old. You know what happened to them? Their physical vision went. But their spiritual vision also, in one case, the spiritual vision also went. And the other case, the spiritual vision was sharp. I'll give you that example. This is Genesis chapter 27. This is talking about Isaac. Isaac was very old now. It says, Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see. The the doors are getting shut. He called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son, here I am. He answered, I am old and don't know the day of my death. Now please get your equipment. Go to the get your quiver and your bow and hunt wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food that I like and bring it to me so that I may bless you before I die. He said, what has happened? He's not, he has lost his spiritual, uh, your physical vision. The problem is, he's also lost his spiritual vision. Who's supposed to be blessed? Jacob is supposed to be blessed. Who are you blessing? You're blessing Esau. What has happened? Because you know, you're a man who's given to food, appetite. Nice food you want. We just don't talk about physical food. We are, you know, everything that we eat, Everything that we eat, everything that we see is something which you are eating. You know that? In the movies that we watch. Everything that we take through our senses is something that we are eating. It is either making our spiritual senses sharp or it is making our spiritual senses dull. Remember if you go to a cinema theater, you watch a cinema, it's basically you are eating something. You are eating. So if you watch an Indian movie, for example, we watch <laughs> on the big screen. You know, it says uh, everything when you pray, you, uh, you, with prayer and uh, when you pray over it, it is sanctified. It is sanctified by the word and by uh, through prayer. So whenever, whenever, whenever we eat, we, we do grace, right? Lord, bless this food, sanctify this food and give us strength. Now, when you go to the movie, you should also say, Lord, bless this movie, sanctify this movie <laughs> and make this movie strength for me. You know what happens? The moment you open your eyes, one Ganesha will come on that screen there. It's gone. Consecration gone. When Sai Baba will come, when Ganesha will come, you have your popcorn, you have your, your Pepsi, and you're consuming. But what has happened when even as you're consuming, what is dulling? Your physical senses are getting, your spiritual senses are getting duller and duller, and you're not able to hear the voice of the grinding. You're not able to hear the voice of the word of God. That's you have lost that spiritual senses. The sensitivity of the spirit is gone. Okay. When you are young, your mind is sharp. You know that? But make it sharp when you are young so that when you grow old, it will still remain sharp. Your physical senses might 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 become dull. For example, there is another guy who also was not able to um, uh, uh, see properly in his, in his, with his eyes. His, his name is Jacob. Right? Remember? In the, in the case of his Isaac, Isaac said, you know what? Esau, I will bless you. Because I will have food. Look at the case of another guy, his son, his son Jacob. Now he's also getting old and, uh, uh, and, uh, two of his sons are, uh, I mean, jo- Joseph brings two of his sons to bless both of his sons. You know what happens in Genesis chapter 48? This is what he says. Now Israel's eyes were falling because of old age. He was also getting, getting old. And he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him and his fathers kissed them and embraced them. So what did he do? And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards his right and Manasseh to the left. But you know what Israel did? He crossed his hand. And he blessed the younger and instead of the 
instead of the older. And Joseph was saying, Father, Father, what are you doing? You're making a mistake. You know what, what uh, uh, Jacob has to say in Genesis chapter 40, 48 verse 18. No, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put his, put your right hand on this person. You know what Jacob says? He says, I know my son. I know exactly what I am doing. That's what he says in Hebrews chapter 11. When Joseph was, Jacob was old, he blessed the sons of Joseph by faith. You know what has happened? His eyes were sharp. His spiritual eyes were sharp, even though his physical eyes were becoming very weak. You know why? Right from childhood, he practiced it. He worked hard. He saw God face to face. He had regular, regular encounters with God. He walked with God. Look at what it talks about uh, Moses. Moses, fantastic example. Now, Moses is 120 years old. This is what he's talking about, Moses. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. He was strong. His senses were sharp. He's able to hear God. You know, you should ask this question, why Moses? How come Moses, your senses are so spiritual, so so sharp in, in the spirit? Why is that your senses are so sharp? Simply because, you know what, when he was young, he made certain decisions. When he became young, he made certain decisions and he said, this is what the decisions that he has made. This is what is what, what is uh, said about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24 onwards. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, when he, when he became young, he refused to call himself Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. He did not enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. The pleasures of sin, no. He said no to pleasures of sin. When did he say no to the pleasures of sin? When he was young. He could enjoy every anybody anybody in Egypt. He could enjoy Egypt. He could enjoy any woman in Egypt. He could enjoy the treasures of Egypt. The pleasures of Egypt. But he said no. When he was young. He put a premium on his on his spiritual senses. Now he is old, his eyes are strong, and his arms are strong, and he can withstand the enemy. He can fight the devil. He can fight any battle. You know why? Simply because when he was young, he said no to the pleasures of this world. And I'm telling you, my, my dear brothers and sisters, you have this time, now, right now during lockdown, what are you spending your time? What are you chewing? What are you chewing with your spirit? Are you chewing Netflix or, or Prime Video or uh, YouTube? There's so much of nonsense everywhere. I'm not saying that you should not spend a few minutes on entertainment. I'm not saying that. But what is your primary focus? The days are bad. What you invest right now, how you make your spiritual senses right now determines how you will end. Don't end like is like like Isaac. He was very strong. He was very sharp in his spirit when he was young. But one thing in his life, you know what? He loved food. Whatever you love. Spending time, a lot of people spend time on gadgets. For men, it is gadgets. You see? For women, it could be something else. For girls, it could be something else. Shopping, maybe, I don't know. And for all young people, it is movies or games. Useless games. They consume stuff which will make them dull. They are not able to hear the grinding. You know why they are not able to hear the grinding? They are not able to hear the spiritual voices of God simply because their senses have become very weak. But look at John. One more example in the New Testament. John, when he's about 90 years old, look what it says about John in the island of Patmos in Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. You see, he's able to hear the voice of God like a trumpet. 
You know why? Because it's like spiritual senses are sharp. So first thing he said, make your arms strong. Second, walk upright and blameless. Third, make your spiritual senses sharp. The fourth lesson. They are also afraid of the heights. When you grow old, you become afraid of the heights. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does heights mean? Heights means meaning not just being at one level with God. Increasing in your spiritual walk with the Lord. You see, God took, Jesus took, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter, James and John. Where did he take them? He took them into the mountain of transfiguration. He did not take all the disciples. Only three. You see, every time you want to go up with God, you have to go anti-gravity. But you know, a lot of people, you know what? Young people especially, they are very scared of taking risks with God. What will happen to my marriage? What will happen to my job? If I give myself to God, will I, will, will, I'll maybe lose out on something. There, there is, there are fear, they're fearful on losing out on the things of this world. You know, there's something called, uh, latest thing called FOMO. What is FOMO? Fear of missing out. They're afraid of moving with, in their heights with God. You know what it says? That's the reason why when you grow old, if you don't practice this now, when you grow old, you'll not be able to take risks. Don't be afraid to reach the heights in God. Faith is always a risk. It's always a risk. Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 20. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us, we will hear. We don't want to go to the mountain. You speak with us, Moses. But you know what Moses did? He went on to the top of the mountain. But there was one guy, one guy, one guy, along with Moses who wanted to climb the mountain, who was not afraid to take risks. You know who that guy is? Exodus chapter 24. And the Lord said to Moses, come up with me up to the mountain and be there. And verse 13, Moses rose up and his minister Joshua, he also went along with Moses. See? See? He also went along with Moses. He left the crowd. It's easy to be with with the crowd. It's very difficult to go up. It's easy. You know, even somebody, some people say, you know, there's there's a saying, everybody knows it. Even dead fish go downstream. Those are the people who go upstream, who go anti-gravity. Those are the people who will be something in God's eyes, in God's kingdom one day. Okay, Anti-stream. They go contrary to the stream. Everything is going down, but they go up with God. Don't take risks. Don't take, don't, don't become, when you're young, don't say, you know what, when I grow old, when I become old, when I'm 50 years old, when I retire, then I will serve God. I'm telling you that day you will never serve God. Never. Because taking walking with God is a risk. You have to take spiritual, make, make your spiritual choices around. You have to take risks when you're young. You have to go say, Lord, wherever you take me, whatever, I, whatever you want to do with me, Lord, I, I'm willing to go up with you. I'm willing to go up with you. Don't be afraid of going up with God. In order to go up, you need to go down. What does it mean? Humble yourself. Come under the authority of your father and your mother at home. Come under the authority of your spiritual uh, mentors in your church. Look at what it says in First Peter chapter 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to God. All of you submit to one another. Humble yourselves in verse 6. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you in due time. Come under the risk. 
Cast all your cares upon him. The next verse, I didn't put it. Cast all your cares upon him. Whatever fears you have, Lord, I'm not afraid of taking this risk with you. I will go. Like, you know, Peter says, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. And God says, come. And you know, there's only one guy who's able to walk with walk, walk on the water in the entire history. Only one guy. That is Peter. Everybody else did not want to take the risk. Only Peter took the risk. And he walked with God. Walking with God is a risk. Taking, going on heights with God is a risk. You may have to give up your career. You may have to give up your, give up your job, high paying job, whatever your, whatever is your, whatever is your comfort zone. Whatever is your comfort zone, it is, it is imperative if you want to walk with God. You have to take risks when you're young and not when you're old. Okay. Otherwise, you know, one day to take risks, you'll say, no, 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 Lord, I'm comfortable here. Let me stay here. That's exactly what happens to two and a half tribes. They don't want to enter into the promised land. We are comfortable here. What are, what is there here? Grass. We like grass. Gaddi batch. See? So, take hike, take risks with God. And when you take risks with God, you know what? You keep on growing and growing. And one day, look at what it, what, what it tells about Moses. I love this, uh, testimony of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 34. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo. He went up to the top of Mount Pisgah, which is across, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the promised land. You think about it. How much of the area he was able to see because he was spiritual senses were sharp. He he was a man who was strong and he was a God, guy who never, ever, ever was scared of taking risks with God. He always went up. Risks with God, what does I can All these pressures of Egypt, all these pleasures of Egypt, of this world, I say no, all these jobs, which whatever it is, which is trying to, this career, nothing is important. God is important. Okay. Take height. Take, take risks with God. Next lesson. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. <laughs> Look at this language, okay. They are afraid of heights. The grasshopper is a burden. <laughs> and desert fails. That means they are no, they don't have the strength to carry the burdens of God. You don't have the strength to carry weights when you're young. What strength will you have when you grow old? You see. You need to, you need to have the ability to carry burdens. Can the Lord entrust burdens upon you? You see, the pastor may have uh, several people in the congregation, several young people, but he cannot rely on everybody. He only a few young people will be there upon whom he can actually put his burden. Do you know that? Some of them old people he cannot even trust. Sorry to say in several churches it happens. Because they don't have, when, when they were young, they never carried the Lord's burdens. How will they be able, how will they be able to carry the Lord's burdens when they grow old? Even the grasshopper will say, oh, no, no, no. Oh, can you come for all night prayer? No, we are so weak for all night prayer. Can you do one fasting? We cannot do one fasting. We only can do feasting. You see, the little burden you put upon them, they will just fall as if an entire rock is placed upon them. Even a grasshopper will become a burden. (laughs) Think about that, my dear brothers. So what does it mean? Learn to share the burdens when you are young. Learn to share the burdens of God when you are in Lamentations chapter 3. It says, it is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. When you are young, let him sit alone and keep silent because God has laid it upon him. You come under the yoke, come under the authority of your elders, come under the authority of the word of God. Share the burden of the church, share the ministry burdens, go and preach the gospel. 
Don't just become a consumer and consumer and take and take and take and take. God says, you know what? Be a people who will be who will have the ability to share the burden. There are very few people the pastor can trust in every church. You know that? Very few people upon whom you can actually place the burden. Learn to share the burdens of God when you're young. Matthew chapter 11, look at what it says. We know this verse very well. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Everybody loves this verse. But it says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. There are very few people who can, upon whom God can, can actually put his burden. You know why? When they were young, they were not able to take the burden. So how will they be able to take the burden when they grow old? Your, the ability to take the spiritual burden should increase even as you grow old in your body, but young in your spirit. Numbers chapter 27. Look at what it says about Joshua. And the Lord said to to Moses, take Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom the spirit is, lay your hand upon him, set him before Elias the priest, before all the congregation, and inaugurate him in their sight. And you give him some of your authority. God could entrust some authority into the hands of Joshua. Can God put a little authority into your hands? Will you be able to bear the burdens of the congregation or bear the burdens of a few souls? Can he entrust souls into your hands? Or even a grasshopper is a burden for you? My dear brothers and sisters, learn to take burdens when you're young. Learn to take the burdens of God when you're young. Otherwise, when you grow old, it'll be too late. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, before the silver cord is loosed. Meaning what? <laughs> Don't waste your time on useless things. Useless things, man. Time barbat mat koro. Ephesians chapter 5, it says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Don't waste time. Life is too short. The energies that you have in your young, the abilities that you have in your young, after that, after a while, it will be gone. But if you use it now, and if you sharpen it now, your physical senses now, your mind will be sharp, your spiritual senses will, will be sharp, and one day God can actually place his burden upon you. Otherwise, you know what? Even a small grasshopper will be a burden. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Golden bowl is broken, the pitcher is shattered. What does it, what does that mean? Become a vessel of honor in God's hands. Become a vessel of honor in God's hands. Second Timothy chapter 2. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also vessels of wood and clay. Some for honor, some for dishonor. It's your choice. What do you want to become? Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself and becomes clean, he has a holy life. He's saying no to sin. He's saying yes to God. He's overcoming sin. He's living a righteous and a holy life. He's coming under discipline. He's having a walkless, a walk which is blameless in the sight of God. You know what happens? He'll become a sanctified vessel, a vessel which is ready for the master, prepared for every good work. So what should you do? Flee youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace for those who call upon God with a, from a pure heart. Remember, so that you have to become a vessel of honor like Joseph was. 
One day Joseph, you know what, he was able to, God could entrust little, little burdens. In Potiphar's house, little burden. In, in, in prison, little burden. And one day he became a person who ruled the entire Egypt and the entire world. The entire burden of the world was laid upon Joseph simply because he was a guy. Right from childhood, God placed little, little, little burdens. He was faithful in little things and he was, he kept his life pure and holy. He said, notice sin, followed righteousness. And one day God could, you know what God called him? He says, you are the father of Egypt, the father of Pharaoh's household. You are a ruler of Pharaoh's household and the ruler of the entire world. You see, God could put burden on his shoulder. So I, I want to quickly wind up. My time is up. We are 8.30. So we'll do a review. Seven lessons we learned this evening. What are those seven lessons? First thing, make your arms strong. Make your arms strong, meaning make your spiritual arms strong. So what should you do in order to do that? Meditate upon the word. Bite the word. Walk upright and blameless. Chew on the word of God. Make your spiritual senses sharp. Don't be afraid of taking risks with God. Faith is always a risk. Don't waste your time on useless things. Biggest time waster, Netflix, YouTube, web series, Prime Video. Utilize, invest in the kingdom of God. Learn to read the Bible when you're young. I'm I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the ability to read can only be inculcated now. After that, you will not be able to read anytime. If you grow old, you'll have no patience. Because you never practiced it when you're young. You see? Then finally, become a vessel of honor. And when you do all these things, you know what will happen? One day, God can place the burden upon you. Burden of souls. The burden of ministry. It's it's going to take a while. Don't rush into anything. Practice it when you start doing all these things when you're young. I mean, I'm not trying to boast. I can tell you from my own life was 25 years old, 26 years old when I started studying the Bible like crazy. And slowly, step by step, step by step, even I was faithful in little, little things. God called me into full-time ministry. <laughs> and it was a huge risk. But you know what? You'll not be afraid to take risks with God. You will not be afraid. So this evening, my dear brothers and sisters, remember your Creator. How do you, he's your creator meaning, he's just not the one who created you in your mother's womb. He also created you by giving you new births. Okay. He says, what manner of love the Lord has shed upon our our lives that we should be called the children of God. He has given us new birth. You know what it means? It says, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you're born by the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Once you start enter, and when once you enter into the kingdom of God, begin to grow. Begin to grow, become strong in your spirit. Because one day, your grinders will cease. Your spiritual senses will become very, very, very uh, weak. Your physical senses will grow weak. But the problem is, it's not the physical senses. It's the spiritual senses. They have to be sharp. They have to be strong. Learn to carry burdens right now. End your hardship as discipline. Okay. Don't, entertainment is so easy, you know. But the things of God are not entertainment, my dear brothers and sisters. It's serious work. Because the days which are coming are terrible days. And unless until we are strong in our inner man, we will not be able to overcome these days. And go by these days. Okay. 
So don't waste your time. Don't waste your youth. It is good for a man to bear the yoke, bear his yoke when he is young. May the Lord richly bless you. And may the lessons that you have learned this evening, may you put it to practice and walk with the Lord all the days of your life. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this day. I pray, Father, for all my young brothers and sisters, O oh Lord, who heard the word. Father, whatever we have learned, O oh Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, you will grant us the grace to put it to practice and enable us to walk with you all the days of our life. Thank you, Father. Commit all of them into your hands. Let them go back to their places, O oh Lord, even, in their, even as they are in their homes. Let this word not be stolen from their hearts. Let them, Father, meditate upon this. And become stronger even as the days, even as the days go by. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. May the Lord richly bless you. God bless you all. Thank you.